but it is still the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. Surprise, surprise. Happy Monday. We are releasing this early. We have an amazing interview with Chelsea Green, Laura Van Ness. I'm Dennis Farrell, and he is the man who has a whole weekend named after him. No, it's not Rusev Day. It's Happy Canadian Destroyer Day, Petey Williams. How is she going, eh? I mean, I feel Rusev Day is a day. I feel like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a long weekend is named after the Canadian Destroyer. I mean, what weekends have passed nowadays where a Canadian Destroyer has not been used on some sort of wrestling show? Right, Dennis? You, you've you been very even kill about it in past podcasts about, you know, I can't stop everybody from using it. And we talk, and I think I'm finally getting you to see it my way where you've built something up. It is your finishing move. It is your legacy in the wrestling industry. Sure, wrestlers using it is a nice little you know, pat on the back for you. But at some point, when it's used four times on a show, everybody kicks out of it. They're killing this move for you. Yeah, I mean, the move's been killed. I mean, let's just be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. I mean, the move's been killed. However, you know, I, I think now is the time where I say, you know what? There's only me that is allowed to use it, and for the rest of 2018, or maybe for the rest of their career, another maybe, person can use it. And maybe this could be a one-year thing. What yeah, do you think? You know, I, I think we should discuss it further later in the podcast about the use of the Canadian Destroyer and who's allowed to use it. I, I don't think we talk about it right now. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Let's talk about other wrestling, pressing <laughs> wrestling things. You, you, the, but yeah, the Canadian Destroyer, by the way, for just one second, I I don't get a kick out of seeing everybody use it off the top rope in a death match or, you know, 18 times in a show. And I, I get more upset than you do, and I've never even taken it. I've never even been between your legs, as weird as that just sounded. Oh, but, okay. <laughs> but, you, I, you know, I'm just a friend who is upset that other people are taking advantage. Sure, you know, the guy who did the armbar, was it Matthew Armbar? You know, when he created... <laughs> okay, and, and, John Armbar. <laughs> yeah, John Armbar, when he did the armbar, and then everybody started using it. Uh, Matthew Clothesline, when he started using, you know... All these great guys who had moves named after them, you had, you know, at some point, it becomes just another wrestling hold now, and I never wanted to see the Canadian Destroyer turn into that. Yeah, and and neither did I, and I, I still think it has a little bit of something to it. Like people still go, ooh, you know, when uh, it's maybe not a oh like it used to be, but now it's a ooh, you know. So I mean, it, it is losing its value. Um, which sucks, but I mean, you got to remember, people don't realize that this move is over now, over 15 years old. I mean, it, this is way early 2000s that, that, that we started this, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I've never given anybody the, my blessing on it. Like when people say like, yeah, the only people that should be able to do this move is Petey Williams and Teddy Hart. Like, no, Teddy Hart should not be able to do it. I'm like, uh, I, I did not give my blessing to Teddy Hart. Why? Because he's Canadian? Like, that that's not my blessing. I'm like, I have never given my blessing to anybody to do this move. So, you know, and I'm not bitter about it. I know I, I can't control it because 
I mean, I get so many tweets all the time where it's like, hey, look at this Canadian Destroyer. Look at this Canadian Destroyer. And that's why we call Saturday. Instead of calling it Saturday, we call it Canadian Destroyer Day. So, I mean, that's what it is now. Why, why do you think, you know, and I'm not saying Teddy Hart thinks he has permission to do it or not that anybody's even asked. Maybe that would be a whole different story if someone said, hey, Pete, do you mind? What was it early in the wrestling podcast days? We had a fan email us, and he said he was going to a wrestling school in Georgia. Do you remember this story? Yeah, kind of. And he wrote in and said, um, I, I would love to use the Canadian Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, and we read it on the podcast, and I think you said, no, but here's why. I want you to be original. I want you to create your next whatever the Canadian yep. Destroyer would be. Uh, if I give you permission and you use it, it hampers your creativity as a young student. Now, it might have been different if this kid was a 10-year vet or a 12-year vet, and he's going to be on the show, and he emails and says, hey, do you mind? Maybe a totally different story. But from a, a young kid going into a wrestling school, the last thing he probably or you probably want him to do is to emulate anybody. Be him. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm like, when people come to me and it, he's he that that individual wasn't the first person that said, hey, I want to do your move. I've had so many, uh, you know, contacts and stuff like that where there are people are through social media saying, hey, you know, I love your your finishing move, you know, uh. I want to pay homage to you and be like, hey, I want to do your Canadian Destroyer. Okay, yeah, great that, that you want to do that. Awesome. But be original yourself. Why don't, instead of doing the move, why, like you said, Dennis, like why don't you be creative and come up with your own move where people can emulate you? I mean, that's what it's all about. You want to be able to, you know, so I've created something that everybody wants to do. Awesome. Great. Why don't you be that individual that, that does the same thing? I mean that that's that's ultimately what I'm looking for, and you know I know years from now, I mean it's just going to be it, and pretty much now it's, it's just the move that people do, but you know it always comes back to like, hey, who originated that move? It was Petey Williams, the Canadian Destroyer. But I give props to the guys that want to want to do that, but you know use your own brain, come up with the moves yourself, be original. Um, that's, what's going to make you, you know, uh, stand out for years to come long. Like when you're long dead from professional wrestling, if you could leave, leave your mark, that that's what you want to do. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Let's move on. I have some, some interesting stuff to talk to you about. Somehow PD, I found myself in the wrestling industry, probably at the lowest level. I don't want to play it up and make it sound like. I'm big man on campus right now, but so, you know, that CWL promotion we've talked about, I am somehow yep. the, uh, the second in charge, believe it or not me, PD Williams, the CEO, Dennis Farrell. All right. Awesome. It's, Go on. it's interesting. Cause now I can, I want to talk about some of my struggles. Not that it's a, a, a bad, bad business or anything like that, but I, there's some things that needed to be cleaned up. I've had to do some wrestling dealings. I I use you as a guide sometimes. You know it, and I know it. I you had the experience, and I'll shoot you a text like, "Hey, uh, what's protocol here? Or what what should I do?" Uh, a few things that I've had to do, and I'm not going to mention any names. I had to uh, let a wrestler go because earlier in the week he was 
so I get the text that says, hey, we have this guy, the deal, and let's say, I'm just going to make up a number. Let's say they agree to a deal for $400 a show in a hotel room, and the guy's driving, that's with trans. Well, the guy now wants more money. He figured that he can't, uh, you know, he can't do it for that price. He wants more money. He has a, he has a pretty big last name. I'm not sure, you know, personally if he does, but he his family does. So the guy starts asking for more money, and this is from the owner's perspective. Now, I'm, I'm playing both perspectives because I don't know what's true as a guy who's just stepping in. So he wants me to call and figure out what's going on. So I call the guy, and the guy says, oh, we didn't really have a deal. I told him I'd cut him a break. I see what he's paying some of these other guys. I just can't do it for $400. I kind of say, look, between you and I, Go take other bookings. If if you feel like you can make more money, I don't want to be standing in your way. Uh, this is a weird situation. Uh, I'm here to massage it and make sure both sides get what they want. Now, the owner was okay if he walked away, but he didn't want to be left in limbo or held up for more money from his perspective. So I said, go take other bookings. Just wash your hands of it. You know, let's let's all agree to be adults no hard feelings you still have plenty of time to take bookings we can if there's a season two of this product which this has a television deal a 12 12 show season deal with one of the local tv shows here i said if if there's a season two and i've been downplaying it to people just because i don't you hear all these promotions that have their high pie in the sky this is going to be the greatest thing ever I don't want to. Yep. I don't want to BS wrestlers. I don't want to BS people who's working. I'm. I'm going to be. I may even downplay it some just just to keep everybody grounded. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. I said, if there's a season two, maybe we can revisit this at a at a, a different price that makes everybody happy. And he moves on. I felt like I, I did a good job there. You you know. Yeah. No. I, well, first, let me ask you: Is are these? 12 shows in the same venue no they are going to be in different venues okay. in michigan uh you know okay. there's one show and if you're not michigan and listening it, th- this part doesn't really matter so you know just listen there's one in brighton and one in howell and all within you know miles of each other yeah so that 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 part's just different venues different venue prices stuff like that then I had to deal with uh, travel concerns because, and I'll be honest, you know, Matt Stryker wasn't happy on the airline he was booked, and then he wasn't happy that he had to pay for his own luggage. Now, I, me just getting into the spot, I had to reach out to you and say, hey, uh, what's your feelings on this? How should I handle this? Because now he did the same thing with another wrestler. Uh, I don't think the wrestler knew, knows yet, and I'm not going to say any more than that. So I, t- I, I reached out to you and you said, well, look, you probably should do this. And yeah, he's going to be mad about this. So I told the kid, cause, and I'll tell you off the air who it was, because I didn't want to deal with this guy between you and I. I'm, I'm quite freaking yeah. afraid of him. So, <laughs> so I told the kid, look, email him his flight details and, and, and just see how he reacts based on how we'll fix the situation. If he's not happy, you you know, because uh, on the way back he booked him a connecting flight, Pete. Yeah, so he, man, it's so tough being a promoter nowadays because 
man, when I first started wrestling, I mean, you know, checking a bag was free. It, it really was. Now you have like Spirit Airlines. And I mean, I know Spirit was the first one to do it. They're like, you know, to check a bag, it's like 50 bucks or whatever. And I know like uh, promoters have flown me in. I don't know if it's because I'm PD Williams or if they do this for all the wrestlers they fly in. Um, but they'll like, you know, I know I had to, I had to book you on spirit airlines. Um, I understand it costs money to check a bag. So I'll, I will pay for that. Um, instead of flying you Delta, it would cost more money, all that kind of stuff. It all comes down to money stuff. And then doing a connecting flight, like, you know, I don't really care. I would prefer a non-connecting flight. Um, it depends where you are. Like, you know, like on the echelon of, uh, professional wrestling. You know, I'm Dennis, you know me. I'm pretty easygoing. I'm like, you know what, if you want to book me on a connecting flight, okay, no problem. Like, I mean, I don't hold any grudges or anything like that. I'm a really easygoing guy. Most guys aren't like that. Like, I know some guys are like, hey, I need a first class ticket. You know, guys like uh th- that can't fit in an economy seat, like a like a like a like a Kevin Nash or uh I'm trying to think. I'm just I don't know, guy. but like, you know, guys that are big, right? They're like, you, dude, you have to book me in a first class. I'm like, I can't even fit in these economy seats, right? Um, so, I mean, that's tough. And that's why, you know, that's why not everybody and their mother runs a wrestling company because it's it, it's a lot of like, hey, this guy needs this and this guy needs that. And this, you know, it, it's a lot of moving parts, right? And I know you, you, you kind of sent me the show and you were like, hey, what do you think? And I'm like, hey, you know, like, it just just off the top of my head, just when I'm reading, I'm like, you know, these entrances are too long. This doesn't need to be like that, 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 and that. You know, but I'm used to, like, the, the impact format. But, you know, I feel like impact has a good flow to a professional wrestling show. I mean, that's, that, that's just what I feel, like how you come in and out of things and stuff like that. And, you know, commercial breaks and all that kind of stuff. So, um you know, and, and, and I'm willing to help. Like, I mean, these are just like, I, I didn't take a lot of time looking at the show. I just looked at it like, you know, when he sent it to me, like up and down, like, okay, this is what immediately pops out at me. So, I mean, you know, like everybody, I understand it's my dream. Dennis, probably your dream to run a professional wrestling show uh, and have like a, like a TV contract and all that kind of stuff. But there's a lot of things that really people don't consider that you really need to consider. It's it's weird, and I, I'm speaking candid here because as we've heard over the past how many podcasts, you know, at, at my my goal was to be your manager one time in an indie match. That's all I want to do. Now I find yep. myself kind of I, I'm helping the booking, which you'll be proud of me. I'm going to tell you a story here in a second. By you know, but I'm doing booking. I'm I'm. I'm helping set the ring up. Like I went to the venue the other night and said, what if we use these as the entrance and we can put the, you know, gorilla here and the, this here. And they loved it. Like all my ideas have been great so far. And I've learned. Hey, that, there you go, Dennis. I love this, man. You're learning. This I, is good. I, I listen to you every time you talked in the car, you know, when it seemed like I wasn't paying attention, I'm listening to everything you tell me. So I'm, I'm like, you know, what if we put the hard camera here and then we put this camera here and we have the two roving here. Like I'm I'm learning based on what I've been watching and seeing. You know, when I go How many wait, 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 wait. 
How many cameras does he have set up? He has a hard cam and then how many handhelds? Uh, he'll have three handhelds, one hard cam, and then a wide cam. Oh, that's good. That's all you need. All right, good. Go on. So, but you know, I'm I'm moving things around. I'm booking, by the way, dream job. I'm in a booking meeting, and guess what? I didn't even. He had me booked to do an interview segment, which dream come true, right? And I'm not going to say what it is because it's it's supposed to be a surprise guest. And I thought, all right, if this is a surprise guest and you want this moment to feel right, here's what you need to do. Instead of having me stand out there and then say, you know, uh, we just got to know that, uh, you know, the number one contender is going to be and then whatever happens, happens. I said, why don't you have the camera pan on striker, have someone hand him a note, have him take the mic, go down to the ring, and have Matt Stryker do the announcement because it feels bigger now that he left to go down there to make this announcement than to have me out there. Yeah. It, I mean, I, and when you sent me the show, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of like little things that have to be touched up. I mean, I mean, we'll have to talk about this off the air. Off the air. Yeah. But but that, um, that but was one you, of the changes yeah, I made. You, you got the right gist of it. Yeah. Because... I want I want things to feel special, and as bad as I want to be on air doing something, I want it to make sense, and I don't want to put myself in a position to fail, or you know make the product not seem cooler than it is. So I actually, you know, book myself out of that role. Yeah, and, and you know, and how I encourage all our listeners right now. Look at WWE, look at um, Impact, look at whatever wrestling show, and look at like what they do, like at the opening of the show, like right from the beginning, um, right after the cold open, right you know from their opening match to whatever their promos, what they do in the commercial break, coming out of commercial break, all that kind of stuff. That's and you can see whether it's Impact or WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, whatever company it is. They all have their own format of what works best, and they stick to it, right? So, I mean, um, you, you can almost see, like, next week, like, like I think we talked about this before, Dennis, like, uh, watching a WWE product. You can almost tell during the middle of the match when they're going into commercial, when they're, like, all that kind of stuff, because there's a format that they follow that works, and they got to stick to it. So, I mean, you know, pretty much when you're booking the show, Dennis... You, you, you got to stick to a format, stick with it. And it, even though it might be predictable, people will know like, okay, you know, I, I know it's coming up next, whatever the case may be. Maybe because we're, we have like a trained eye or whatever, but it's a format that works. Yeah. And where I think the, and I, I call him this kid, not as a derogatory term. He's 24 years old. He saved up and worked hard for all this money. And a lot of people have been trying to spend his money, uh, as you call him, the money man. I come in and I'm trying yeah. to save him money. And, you know, I I, I know and, and I talked to him about this. You know, he has a ton of guys like Big Cass is, is part of the show, which is huge. Whether you like Big Cass or not, this is, you know, Big Cass, I think this weekend had a match. Uh, first match on the Indies, and then this is going to be the first time he talks on the mic and and wrestles. This is this is going to be his promotion if this thing survives. You know, MVP, Matt Stryker, Carlito, 
Uh, there's uh, Ellsworth will be somewhat part of this. There's going to be a surprise, couple surprise names that I can't say on the podcast. But I felt like, and, and my vision for it was have a couple big stars, bring in young Michigan wrestling because the people who are going to be in this crowd, uh, you know, really playing to high schools and gyms and stuff like that with inner promotions there. They won't know who some of these guys are, so you have an opportunity to build your own stars. So, so pay a couple big bucks to some of these big guys, bring in a bunch of smaller guys, and start building them up. Yeah, no, absolutely, and that's the thing that um, Impact has faulted in the past. They'll bring in a guy. I remember when we first got Kurt Angle in two thousand, whatever it was, early two thousands, and I'm like, oh, this is great, and if you feud it with joe and joe has never been beaten yet and i'm like oh joe's gonna beat him that's fine but then they had kurt angle beat joe and i'm like no joe's one of our guys have him beat one of the top guys in wwe anyways that that that's that's here nor there but um you got to remember when you're when you're booking these wrestling shows um you know it's just it, it, it's tough when you're when you're booking these top guys because you're like okay, you know hey we want you to lose to one of our bottom guys because you know and I I know when you know me coming into another wrestling promotion I'm like I know I'm not gonna wrestle here like every month when they have the wrestling shows I'm like I know I'm gonna lose and it's gonna elevate their top guys like it 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 makes sense and I and I and one thing you have to understand Dennis when you're booking these wrestling shows. I know we do it with impact. Like we film like each night when we do impact tapings, we film two full shows and we just do the matches and we don't worry about like, Hey, the pre tapes and all that kind of stuff. We'll just fill that in in post production to make it look good for TV. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, full disclosure. I mean, that's what we do, you know, and a lot of the times people in the audience are like, why is this match happening? We don't understand. But to the impact, audience viewing on television they're like oh that makes sense because last week you know they did this pre-taped segment that obviously didn't air to the audience but you know i mean that's how you have to do it you almost have to like you know you have to know like the limitations to the audience like you know if they're gonna it's gonna be a two and a half hour three hour show you know even though you're filming like a bunch of shows at once that could uh, equate to four or five hours or whatever you have to kind of do all the pre-tape stuff behind the scenes not show it to the people and be like hey this is just like a produced show i mean that that's what it is so i mean if you if you want to have a successful promotion that's what you got to do present them with like you know good wrestling and then you can fill in all the other like pre-tape stuff and all that kind of stuff afterwards you don't have to show it to the audience audience is just there for good wrestling that's all they're doing you know, and then you can fill it all in after, and then that could be your full produced wrestling show. Before we wrap this up and get on with the Chelsea Green interview, two things I want to touch on before we go on. First, I want to get a little mushy here with the fans because before you and I started recording, we were talking about where this podcast is compared to where we started. And I'm every day I'm blown away. When people tweet us about the show, what they love, what they don't want, you know, every every time some, it really feels like we're building an awesome community. One of the wrestlers, I don't even want to mention his name. If you want to, that's fine. 
told you what he liked about our podcast. Yeah, I mean, I'll be straight up honest. He's like, you know, um, Sammy Callahan, who I believe um, is like an an ace in the professional wrestling industry right now. Like, you know, and Sammy told me straight up, he's like, hey, dude, I used to watch you on Wednesday nights and on, on TNA. You know, I used to watch the pay-per-views and stuff like that. And I used to be like, oh, man, is that guy going to do the Canadian Destroyer? You know, I want to watch this match and stuff like that. And now I'm watching him, and I've told him that. And when this, you know, we already did an interview with him, like when it aired, I'm like, I told him straight up. I'm like, dude, you used to watch me on, you know, TV. Now I watch you because that's how much I respect you. So, and what he loves about our, our podcast is that, you know, we're not sitting here saying like, hey, Petey Williams and Dennis Farrell are the best. You know, we're just going to put ourselves over. No, we don't do that. I'm like, we understand there's a whole other like it's all this wrestling stuff we talk about. We're just two dudes talking about wrestling. And I'll, I'll tell you straight up, like, you know, I crack open some beers and I do this podcast. Dennis, mm-hmm. I don't know what you do. I'm I sure do. you might crack open a beer or two. You know, and I mean, we just talk wrestling because that's what we love to do. And maybe that's why people love our wrestling podcast so much is because we just, you know, that's what people do in real life. I mean, we're just two guys talking wrestling and we just love talking wrestling you know i even got mad because my favorite is to do these in the same room with you and i you're i think a little inside baseball before the show pd starts to fire out back he's like all right we're getting ready let's do this all of a sudden like a pack of wolves i i don't even know what to describe. <laughs> when i was outside in my next you've been in my backyard yes. right the huge backyard with a bonfire i'm having a bonfire and i'm like dude there's sirens going off i'm like there's coyotes in my woods I'm like they're howling. I'm like, dude, I have to, I have to go inside my house right now. I'm like, I can't chill by the fire and do this. And I go, what? You had a fire, man? I would have come down for that. And you go, dude, I yeah. almost invited you. It, it look, Petey only lives like 30 minutes from me. I, I would have packed up my podcast stuff, got in my car, drove down there, set it up, because I'm in a weird position at work right now where they're actually paying me not to come into work, Petey. That's awesome. I would love to be paid to not come into work. Oh, it, my God. I think every all of our listeners right now would love to be paid to not come into work right now. It's not a good thing. Trust me. It's, for, <laughs> it's not a good thing. Trust me. We'll talk more off the air about that. But I, I, I wanted to say thank you to the fans. For everybody that downloads and tells their friends, I can't mention everybody. Uh, you know, there's like a Robert McNeely on Facebook that, that really promotes us the last podcast. I really said a lot of thank you to people. But, Pete, uh, you know, I, this podcast is bigger. I mean, we've spent the last three weeks in the top 20 on iTunes. I would never have imagined this. You know, the Dugcast yeah. with James Ellsworth jumping on. I would never imagined I'd be doing two wrestling podcasts with two current wrestlers. And, and here we are. And why I brought this up, by the way, just, you know, because we're about to go into our Blue Chew ad. I actually... I actually had a guy reach out and say the Blue Chew ads that we've been doing have been some of the best Blue Chew ads he's heard uh, on any wrestling podcast. And he was shocked to find out that we don't rehearse them. We don't write them up. We just have a few details. And you and I, we just try to have fun with this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, and that's what you got to do in wrestling. I mean, you know, and that's why I love this wrestling, this podcast. So much is because 
Dennis, we're seriously two dudes. Whether I'm like a famous professional wrestler or not, barely famous. We uh, <laughs> we just like talking wrestling. That's what we do. We like to uh, analyze it, like everybody, like everybody else, like all of our viewers. They like to analyze pro wrestling. I'm sure they would all love to have their own podcast. But they're like, oh, who would listen and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we're just blessed that we get to have viewers because, you know, of name value and all that kind of stuff. And we get to talk professional wrestling. I mean, that's what we all love. We just love to talk professional wrestling. And actually that's, is one of the things you said to me when I pitched this to you and I pitched hard for about four months about you, you doing this and you brushed it off. You didn't really think so. And a couple times, you're yeah. like, but dude, who'd listen, dude? No, I'm not even. And at that point you were not back into wrestling and, you did not have a high opinion of P.D. Williams, the wrestler, uh, what his name value would bring. Here we are now, and we've always said we don't care if one person or 100 people listen, but we'd like a million, so let's keep pushing towards that, folks. But yeah, we're, we're just having fun. We're talking what you guys want to talk about. If you want us to talk about something— Email the show. You can go to WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Uh, there's Contact Us. You can email us at WrestlingPerspective at gmail.com. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to. I know in the past we tried to do it on someone else's feed where we did a, uh, a, a call-in show. It did not work out well. It was like a blog talk thing. It didn't work out. What you and I, and I'd like to maybe do it in the next month or so, is our Skype. We're getting a, a, a phone number. And maybe one day we're just going to tweet out the phone number and say, call us. And we're just going to record, you know, whoever calls us and wants to talk to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what I was actually thinking the other day? And we have to talk about this off the air and stuff like that. Because we, we have so many business ideas where we get pitch to each other and stuff like that. But I'm like, you know what? We have a lot of professional wrestlers as guests, which a lot of other podcasts do. I'm like, you know what? Nobody has fans as guests. I'm like, why don't we pick a fan, interview them for 10 minutes of their thoughts on professional wrestling? Because, I mean, that's all we talk about. It's like, you know, our thoughts and all that kind of stuff, just shooting the breeze. And we can all just shoot the breeze together. But, I mean, you know, that that's something we have to discuss off the air. But, I, I, I mean, I love it. Th- that's all we do. Yeah, I mean, that's all we do. So we just talk about what's going on now, what we want to see in the future, you know, fantasy booking, all that kind of stuff, you know inside baseball we like to call it but it's actually inside wrestling and you know i mean i just i i love that stuff all the possibilities and stuff um yeah i mean that's what i love to hear about the most well let's 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 do that let's pick a day we'll talk about it we'll figure out the logistics and we'll move forward with that. So if you're listening and you're a fan, make sure you follow PD at IPD Williams. You follow me at Dennis Seven Seven Farrell F A R R E L L. We got, like I said, Chelsea join us here in a second. But before that, PD, guess what we're talking about? What Blue Chew? Blue Chew. Look, oh man, it's good that we're talking about Blue Chew because we have Chelsea Green coming on. Nobody and needs. what better person to talk about Blue Chew? Oh man! Listen, I, I'll I'll say this, guys. Uh, Blue Chew has signed on for another month, and thankfully, because all the costs that come out of this podcast come out of my pocket, and Blue Chew's kind enough to put some money that way we can save a couple bucks and put it into the promotion of the podcast. So, thank you, first of all, to Blue Chew. They signed on for another month, which I was shocked, honestly, between me and UPD. I couldn't believe they came back. <laughs> 
but here they are. Why wouldn't you want to sign him for another month? I mean, you know, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it is. And uh, listen, if you're in bed and you're the opening match in your bedroom wrestling promotion and it's you and your girl wrestling around and somehow she always gets over on you and... You know, you think you're booked for a 10-minute match, but somehow it becomes a squash and you're done in like 30 seconds and you can't figure out what happened. I know you've been in one of those matches, right, PD? I have. And do you remember what the opening match is called in professional wrestling? The Curtain Jerker. The Curtain Jerker. So if you're the Curtain Jerker (laughs) and you don't want to get squashed, what do you think you should do, Dennis? You should take blue chew because this is how it works. Yes. It's a chewable. It's the first chewable. It's actually a chewable with the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. What you can do is pop it in, chew it up, take a shower, come out. So you're getting ready to jerk the curtain, and guess what? Vince McMahon comes out and says, no, no, no. Now that you got the blue chew, your main event tonight. I need you to go down there. I need you to tear the house down. So you get out there, you and your girl, you're done watching Live PD or MASH or or the Golden Girls, whatever you guys watch before you go to bed, (laughs) right? They bring down the house lights. The the PA announcer, you know, Michael Buffer in this corner, it's Billy John and Sally Mae, whatever you two guys' names are. Insert your own names here. It, It makes it more authentic. Then you come out. You, you you start the hold. You notice it's working, right? And guess what? You're doing a Canadian Destroyer from the top rope. You're tearing down the house. Petey, what are the fans chanting? They're chanting, this is awesome. That's right. You this could, is awesome. You could be the only man getting a this is awesome chant but from your neighbors because you're tearing down the house. I mean... Who doesn't want that? You don't get that by going out there and not using performance enhancing drugs. You you may think you don't need Blue Chew, but Blue Chew takes you from a mid-carter to a main eventer in your woman's eyes. And women, if you're listening, and look, you you always wondered what the secret to Ric Flair is. You want to know why he's the oldest ride with the longest line? Woo! That's because, you know, he's not, but I'm throwing it in here to make it sound good. Blue Chew. So please, there's no more awkward doctor visits because you can get it online. You don't have to wait in a doctor's room. You don't have to wait in line at a pharmacy to get it. It gets shipped to your house in a discreet package. If you use the promo code Ellsworth, you just pay $5 for shipping. You get free order. Uh, Just a free order. We're giving it away to you, Petey Williams. I mean, you know, I really don't want to switch the promo code Canadian Destroyer. (laughs) But, I mean, Ellsworth, people already know about it instantly. We'll keep it Ellsworth. That's fine. But think about Ellsworth as the most devastating move in the history of professional wrestling, the Canadian Destroyer. Imagine if you could do the Canadian Destroyer in your bed. Like, this is awesome, champ. Right away. Petey, I want you to go, when we get done with this, go get you an order of Blue Chew. I, you know, I'm gonna for five bucks. Use the promo code Ellsworth. Five but, bucks. But but deep down inside, you know it should be the Canadian Destroyer promo code. But but use it, and you got to tell me. You know, look does does when you've when you've got your woman, you'll know, back down, looking up at the lights for the one, two, three, the clean finish in the middle of the bedroom ring. Right, you get up, 
You, the ref holds your hand up high, which is weird because the ref was in the room while you were wrestling around. Naked. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, but he does it. He hands you the greatest sex belt in your bedroom award or championship. I mean, and you look down at her, and she's still dazed and confused. I mean, she'll love you more. Yeah, I mean, she'll be she'll she'll probably be tapping out. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. If I, I mean. I don't need blue chew, but I'll take it anyways. Because I mean, why wouldn't you want to tap out your honey, right? That, but I mean, seriously, needs, nobody needs blue I chew. Mean, no, I mean you don't need it, but I mean you want it. I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that in the bed? Like, be the best. Like, I mean, why, 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 why not? Oh, yeah, okay, I'll do a three star match. No, no, no. Why not be the match of the year candidate? Why not have the five star match that? That, that that you that you want in the bedroom, right? And I, tell I you, mean, that's what I want to be for. Man, this is the match of the year. This is great, you know. And this is all great because you know what? You know who we have next as our guest, Dennis? What? Chelsea Green. Oh man, I can't wait to start chanting "Fight Forever." <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, Chelsea Green coming right up. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, uh, five dollars shipping and handling. You get a free order of Blue Chew. Thank you because you guys keep doing this. They keep coming back. That's how we know you guys are buying. We really appreciate it. PD, Chelsea Green, are you ready? Oh, the beautiful, wonderful Chelsea Green. I'm ready. PD Williams uh, here on the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. We've teased it all night long. We are going to talk about many topics from the Canadian Destroyer to me being blocked by her. I'm excited, PD. Why don't, why don't you intro? Yeah, so uh, you know, Dennis, this is our first like female professional wrestler as a guest. Believe it or not, I mean, I I, I went to the guest and our first female. So it's my pleasure to introduce, uh, you know, my former uh, coworker. I guess you can say the very beautiful and lovely Chelsea Green. Oh my gosh, that was a great intro. Thank you guys. <laughs> no problem. Not at so all. all right, Dennis, if it's okay. I'm going to start with the first question. We'll get rid of the big elephant in the room. <laughs> all right. Um, so Canadian Destroyer, you know, we've seen it uh, all over Twitter and stuff like that. It was on All In. You're on Lucha Underground now doing the move. <laughs> so um, now, now I'll tell you, all right, straight up, nobody has ever asked me like, hey, can I have your blessing to do the move? But I'm willing to be the first per like you'd be the first person i'll give you the blessing like you are the only other person besides me that i will say yeah you could do the canadian destroyer i've watched it i love it i love how you do it your character and all that kind of stuff um you can do it all the time it, it's me and you chelsea that's what it is but, uh, i love that me, so much <laughs> tell me tell me how this came about you're at all in you know you're like i'm gonna do the canadian destroyer and i'm sure you know obviously you filmed lucha underground before you did all in because it was it was it was pre yes. So, yes so tell me how this all came about okay so i had never first of all i had never done a canadian destroyer i had only seen it and and like for so long i think all of us women just looked at moves like that as like, oh my God, I don't even know how you guys go about doing that. Um, and I ended up at Lucha Underground for a dark match in March. And out of that dark match came um, 
this feud that you will be seeing uh, on Lucha Underground between Marty the Moth and Pentagon. And um, and I'll never forget, I walked into Lucha to have my first kind of real debut. And um, Pentagon said, you, Destroyer. I'm like, what? what? Like, Canadian Destroyer? He's like, yes, you, Canadian Destroyer, me. And I'm like... No, I don't think so. I don't think so. And, and Chavo Guerrero was the um, the agent, and Chavo's like, oh, I don't think so. You know, she uh, she hasn't done it. I don't think we should do it. And Pentagon was not taking no for an answer. He probably said it to me like six times, and finally, I'm like, you know what? All right, fuck it. I don't know if we can swear, but you can now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know i'm just gonna do it whatever if there's anyone that can protect me in this in this moment um at lucha it's gonna be pentagon so um i did it and i can't even tell you the rush i got from like that's the biggest move i've ever done other than kind of like jumping off the top rope and stuff like that was the biggest thrill i have ever got so that is kind of i did it there um and as you see in the season i'll have to do it a few more times um and then it went on to um, me doing a show on the indies, and I really didn't trust giving it to a female. I just like I felt I felt Pentagon had really um, babied me in when we were doing it. He really protected me, um, and I, I didn't want to do it to a girl. I didn't want to break my neck, you know what I mean, or hurt anybody else. But I was on the indies um, doing a show for Wrestle Circus wrestling. Um, Tessa Blanchard and that's when I asked her I'm like you know I did the Canadian Destroyer um, about a month ago and it was the best thing ever do you think that maybe you could try it um, and she was totally into it um, so we've done a couple on the indies maybe two on the indies before all in but if you notice like you know obviously when you go you like are balls to the walls and you hook them under the stomach and you jump and and you don't have any worry of them getting back and taking that bump. I always like, I always get very nervous. So I tend to actually, instead of hooking them, like force them to bump. And as I jump, I like grab their butt. So there's all these close up pictures <laughs> of me with my hands, like all around Tessa's butt, forcing her to take the bump. It's so good. Um, but man, like that was, if I hadn't have done that move in that all in match, I wouldn't have got that standing ovation that was so like crucial to us and our momentum in the match. And, and like when we, when we finished that match, we were all just like, Oh my God, like we added that move in last minute because that was something I was really, I was really passionate about putting in that match as a female. And um, we didn't have it until the very, very last minute. And when we put it in and then, you know, I came to the back at the end we were all just like, thanking Jesus and you for that, for that move. <laughs> so I'll jump in for a second and say, from my point of view, I saw the video of the Lucha Underground and thought it was amazing. I tagged PD. I'm like, PD. And then I sent him a text like, you got to see this. This might have been the best Canadian destroyer I've ever seen. <laughs> and then eight seconds later, you block me. It was heartbreaking. What? You blocked me from that. Yes. So tell oh, oh, I bet I thought that I bet I thought that you were trying to get me in an argument. No, that, no, 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 I got to unblock you. <laughs> I got to take so, this. Chelsea, just so you know, 
hey, Dennis and I co-host and stuff. I, I actually tasked him. I'm like, I don't have time to keep up with all this stuff. I'm like, you know, if you see something out there on social media, I'm like, just tag me. I'll start the controversy and stuff. You know, it, it, it's, it's all in big fun and stuff. But then it was you. And I'm like, oh, she's the only one that has my blessing to do this. I'm like, everybody else, absolutely not. Yes. And what- you know what, actually, um, when I when I got back from the all-in match, um, Gail, I knew Gail was upset. Gail was upset because obviously you guys, you know, are both with Impact right now. And she she is a stickler for making sure people don't kick out of anyone's finisher. And I respect that. Like, you know, and that's, and that's um, I mean, I think that's great because things like the super kick now have become a forearm, you know? Like, yeah. so I, yeah. I get that. And when she um, expressed that she was upset, I'm like, okay, got it. But also in that match... That was the best thing we could have done for us as females. Anywhere else, maybe not. <laughs> but us as four females trying to fight for that, like I just, I was so happy with the way that that turned out. You know, I, absolutely. And I would say, like, it, so All In was not an impact show. We'll, we'll talk about All In in a second because I have a few questions about that. But, you know, on an impact show, absolutely. If this was an impact show, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. You don't kick out of that. You don't even do it. Exactly. This isn't, this isn't even an impact show. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm partially okay with that. I, I'm okay with it. Right. Um, <laughs> but so Gail, you know, you have to understand like impact doesn't rule the world. Either, either does like, you know, all in or WWE, nothing rules the wrestling okay. world. Right. So, I mean, I'm okay with that. But anyways, Dennis, go on. Do you think we should come up with a pledge that every – if like once a year you bless one person to, to be able to use a Canadian destroyer and they have to put their oh, hand on a Bible? And, yes. Like a ceremony. I love that. You know, I <laughs> that will not allow – Yes, I will not allow anybody to kick out of the destroyer, you know, right hand on the Bible and repeat after me. <laughs> yeah. No, so this year starting September 2018 until September 2019 – it's it's Chelsea Green. It's she gets it. Yep, it's you. And then next year, I could bless. This is great, Dennis. Thank you, and thank Dennis, you, Chelsea. This is a great idea. But before we go any further, I need to know your Twitter handle. It's Dennis Seven Seven Farrell. As heartbreaking as to have been blocked by you, it, it, it's rough. <laughs> you, you, I'm trying to look for you now. I'm trying to undo the <laughs> mistake, the horrible mistake I've made. <laughs> It's funny because you're the well, only get- you're only the second wrestler to have blocked me. I was blocked by Josh Matthews, but it was accidentally by his kid. So it's his three year old kid, I believe it is. So I, I got oh, that one reversed. Correct. No, mine. That was that was that would have been me. I can't even make a um, an excuse up for that. <laughs> well, let me jump yeah, in no, now. I- let me jump in and start asking some questions, Pete, because we talked about impact. And I, I, as a fan, before we started getting this podcast, I was a wrestling nerd. I self-proclaimed wrestling nerd. I was, I was shocked because I'm not a dirt cheat guy. When I heard that you had asked for your release, I kind of did a little bit of digging uh, the other day, and it said that you had asked for it twice. And I'm not sure if all this is accurate. Feel free to correct me. Yeah. You asked once when you won the championship, and then you were granted it a little bit later. Uh, as yeah. the, as the regime was changing, the product was getting better, and I don't know if if when you asked for it, there was light at the end of the tunnel, and the product we see now was what was 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 being presented to you. But what were some of the circumstances behind you wanting to leave Impact? Yeah, I got um, I I got a lot of heat for what people thought was 
And I mean, it is true, me asking for my release on the day that I won the title. That is completely true, but people don't, and they don't understand the circumstances. And at that point, um, you know, I had been wrestling barefoot in my dress for about eight months, which I was, I was happy with. I love my character. I love how it's evolved. Um, but, you know, one day I just thought, they haven't even given me a... Um, a real storyline. I've just been riding my own kind of wave that I've made off of social media. They really hadn't given me a storyline since the wedding. Um, I thought, you know, I bet if I put my gear on and I took a bit of my makeup off and only kept my face, I bet they won't even notice. They gave me a match in Canada and I came out in my gear and my boots and not one person at impact said anything. And that was like my first step towards, I, I knew that I was coming to kind of like the end of my, my impact journey. Um, but that was one thing where I was like, man, that sucks. You know, I, I would have thought like that we have enough agents in the back or we have enough producers or anything to, to kind of like keep some sort of, I don't know, tabs on what we're doing, but I was just really, really struggling to find, um, that the girls were doing anything relevant. And, um, and then I think the straw that, that broke the camel's back would have been, um, when, first of all, I was not actually even invited to that set of tapings to the bound for glory tapings. And I was, I was upset about that, but I understood, I really didn't have a storyline. Like I said, um, so I understood why, what would be the point of me being there? With that being said, I gave them so many ideas for what I could do and why I should be there. And I knew that Grado was going to be there and I had a storyline with Grado and I, I just felt like I gave them all these opportunities and we don't have many girls at impact. It's not like WWE where we really need to fight for that position. We all are so different and, and have different roles and have, um, and at that point kind of had different areas that um, that we were in the show. Um, so I was asked, I was called up, no joke, 12 hours before Bound for Glory. And, and they told me, you know, we need you, um, we need you to get on the plane and we need you to get to Bound wow. for Glory. And I was very grateful for that. But at the same time, I'm a female. If I don't have new gear, if I don't have like my hair in and they, all these things that people don't think about, you know, that really, that really, really ruins me coming out as a character, and I didn't have any of that ready, but I packed up my bags, I went there, I was happy to be there, um, and again, throughout that whole week, I never once was told that I was winning the title. Um, if you watch back, my gear is unfinished, uh, I have multiple nip slips, it, like, it's just, <laughs> it is so, it's such a mess, and I think just the combination of that whole weekend, I was like, man, I'm done, I'm so thankful, you know, I really did want to win this title, um, as, as that kind of that next step in this crazy wrestling journey of mine, um, and when I won it, I didn't feel that same accomplishment, I didn't feel I deserved it, I didn't feel that they had wanted to give it to me, I felt that I was given it, because someone else didn't show up, whoever that was, whether it was, you know, um, Taya Valkyrie or someone, there was some plan that, that did not go as planned. And that is why I won the title. And I know that. Um, and I think that that's kind of where I just lost my passion for impact. And I needed a break, whether it was getting my release or just, I just needed a break. And that is, I, t I 
walked into a meeting with um, with Scott Demore and Sanjay and Gail, and I just laid everything out of the table and I didn't want to lie to them. You know, I, I want more out of my career and I'm just, I feel like I'm giving everyone 50% here. That's well said. Actually. I, I saw you at a border city show for the first time. I believe it was last year and I was blown away. I, I loved the way that you have developed your character, the way the lipstick, like everything that you presented with that character when it went right, it, it was perfect. The evolution now to what we've seen a little bit in Lucha Underground is, I, I would say, totally different. How did you? Yeah. How did you script or in your mind plan the evolution of this character you wanted to portray? So, okay, first of all, that Border City Wrestling, that match, I pulled my groin halfway through and wasn't Ooh. able. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm like limping off at the end, and I couldn't walk for like two weeks after that. Um, but that's just a little fun fact. Um, but no, I never, I never ever um, foresaw this being like kind of the hit of a character it was. I never have planned what I'm going to do next, what my next step was going to be. Um, I had plans to do um I, I never had plans to to be in lucha that was just an amazing opportunity that came um at the same time that wwe kind of just was saying that they weren't interested so um that lucha character is going to be and you're going to see it evolve that's going to be something completely different that will be the lucha underground chelsea the you know the the girl who is, is more of a serious wrestler who does more risky moves, you know, the Canadian destroyer, th things off the top rope, things that I, do, I don't necessarily do as the hot mess. The hot mess has always been, you know, I take, I, I take every match as it comes and that's how I've um, ended up with some really funny spots. And that's how I've ended up wearing a fur coat and putting on sunglasses and, um, that also is how I came about um, being two-faced for All In. That wasn't that wasn't planned. And then when I started to get my gear ready, I just thought, what what can I do that's different? You know, I don't want to go out there and and turn back time and be a bride. But I do appreciate the fact that those are indie wrestling fans and they want the hot mess. They don't want to see another pretty girl. That's not why they're going to be watching me. Um, and so every time I go out, I kind of like think of something different to try, whether it's something that someone has given me, a move, um, a the way that maybe I speak on the mic or a spot. Like I always just try to go out there with an open mind and try things as they come. And the best things that I've done and the things that have got the most traction have totally been the things that I've just that have just come out or the facial expressions that I've, that I've made, you know, in that moment. Yeah. No. And I, and it's funny that you bring that up because I mean, I, I, I look at your character, but then I also look at like what women's wrestling is right now. Like I remember uh, growing up, you, like, you look at the attitude era. I'm sure Chelsea, you've, you've watched the attitude era. Yeah. It, it was women. And it was like, you know, it was almost like degrading. It's like, and, and I wasn't into women's wrestling because it was like, okay, these women can't really wrestle. They're just out there parading because they're women, you know, sex of sells. Course. That kind and of that's thing. even yeah. how they were sold. Totally. Like, exactly. And, and now, so now it's in a different era right now. You know, I look at you, you can also like, you, you can almost do, you know, I, I feel one character when it comes to character, you can almost do anything. You did that bride's, you know, 
character and stuff like that, you, you got it. So how do you feel like it's actually making me watch women's wrestling now because it's like, okay, they're actually like legit athletes. They're not just being paraded around like bimbos like they used to be. And I'm kind of like getting more into women's wrestling and stuff when I'm aging and all that kind of stuff. And what's yeah. going on now? Like, how, how do you feel? And it's almost like a really good time to be a lady in wrestling because you have so much opportunity. How do you feel like women, like women's wrestling is going on right now? Like, how, how do you feel about that? All that? I feel so when I first started, it was the very beginning of, of the women's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it. And I came into it thinking I was so naive and I just thought like, well, I work out, so I've got a decent enough body. Um, I've, I like can do my makeup. I can do my hair. I can be pretty this and that. Um, and then fast forward to, you know, three years later and that's not at all what I'm using to my advantage, you know, and I, I'm so, I'm so proud of myself for stepping outside that box. And I think a lot of women have stepped outside that box. I'm really proud of, of, um, Tessa because Tessa is using her strength, something that maybe people, um, wouldn't, wouldn't see as sexy. She's making it sexy. You know, Britt Baker is, is a dentist and she is making her education and her brain on top of being able to wrestle sexy Madison rain, a mom who is wrestling full-time, a full-time mom and a full-time wrestler. Like that we, all these women are like superheroes in their own way. And it's completely different than it was, um, in, in the nineties and the two thousands, because we are, we've got so much more going for us, just like the men always have had. Um, and so I'm really proud to bring the aspect to the table of, I could, I feel I could be anything. I could be a chameleon. And I hope that that's what people see when they now watch, um, Lucha. That's, I didn't, I really didn't want Lucha to mesh with the hot mess. Once you, once you get into that character and into the storyline, uh, people will see that I can be a dark, evil, sexy character, or I can be the drunk hot mess, or I can be a split personality, crazy bride or crazy ex-girlfriend. And, and you know, that's how I feel I'm going to continue to get booked and, and never get old is I can always change my character and adapt to what's going on, um, outside of wrestling in wrestling, wherever it may be. Um, and I mean, man, like now is the best time for the girls i mean right like all the pay-per-views have multiple matches and i also feel like finally finally we're all watching each other and we're all trying to get better than each other do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i know you cannot say you cannot say that the wwe girls are not watching the indies you cannot say that the impact girls aren't watching lucha underground and vice versa we're all watching each other because we all want to get better and that's what makes you know this this evolution or revolution happen would would you say the attitude went and call me out if i say this wrong but the attitude from women's wrestling went from you know all the women kind of were catty to each other didn't really support each other to now everybody is now behind each other for the better moving forward giving each other advice yeah and you know i haven't been doing this very long so i can't tell you what the locker room was like five years ago because i wasn't there but in 
in my experience and from the stories I've heard, yes, that is completely true. And I keep telling people, um, I heard a great quote. I can't remember who said it, but collaboration is the future. It's a future of wrestling. It's a future of women's wrestling. You know, you're seeing total divas come out and have incredible ratings. And that's not because they're on that show bitching at each other. It's because they're on that show, um, uh, you know, showing a united front, uh, for women's wrestling and for and for friendships and and strong boss women and that's what people want to see now. Pete, I know you have yeah, your no. your couple all in questions. I've got one more question and I would love for you then to wrap up the interview uh, with your okay. all in stuff. But I, I I want this interview to be about you. But I kind of have to ask about you are dating a wrestler in another organization. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. What are the difficulties? And I and this is just the, the interesting part for me. What are the difficulties from you being a full-time wrestler somewhere else, dating someone who's a full-time wrestler somewhere else, who both of you guys have crazy schedules? How how re- you know tiring is that on a relationship? How hard is it to continue? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I had never dated a wrestler before Matt or Zach, whatever you want to call him. Um, but I think I got really, really lucky in this situation because I'm just coming into this business. And not that he's going out of this business, but he has been there. He's been at WWE for 12 plus years now. You know, he's not walking on eggshells. He's he's comfortable with uh, his position in the company and and his himself as a wrestler and so I think I've got like the best of all the worlds because he's been doing this for so long he um he knows when he can take time off and when he can't he knows that when he comes home he has to shut that wrestling side of his brain off and that's what both of us do we really try when we're at home together Tuesday Wednesday Thursday to shut off wrestling that's obviously very hard leading up to all in Honestly, that's all we spoke about over breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you know. Um, but most of the time, we do go to parks, and we do um, go to the beach and, and do fun things outside of wrestling because I would just, I would be driven crazy if I only spoke about wrestling, watched wrestling, you know, and had that in my relationship. But with that being said, it's it's hard no matter what because we only see each other three days out of the week, um, if we get lucky, maybe four or five, maybe. Um, and it's hard, and it's hard to have a lot of scrutiny put on your relationship. When we first dated, he was just getting out of um, a relationship with another wrestler, and I really, I really liked her. But the pressure that social media put on myself and Matt and his ex-girlfriend was a lot. It was very, very dramatic, and I was not prepared for that and I think that's my kind of first taste of anything um WWE related in that sense and the pressure that's really put on them by their fans and by social media yeah no I Nay, you know what Chelsea and I can relate I totally get that like I'm in a different profession outside of wrestling my wife is in the same profession you don't want to talk about that profession I totally get it. It's but, hard. It's very yeah, hard. And we want to yeah. support each other, right? And I am yeah. lucky that he, I'm lucky that on my side of things, being with Impact, they were totally 
okay and open to me talking about that relationship with someone in WWE. But I know that if it hadn't have been him that I dated and if it was someone maybe in NXT, you know, they wouldn't have been able to publicly congratulate me on my success of being the knockout champion. And that's sad. You don't want that. Yeah. And you know what? I think we're in a different time and era right now where, you know, like I, I, I really do honestly think that somebody in WWE, if you were still in Impact, can congratulate you. And, and it goes both ways. Like I yes. really think people know there's a world outside of NXT, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, whatever the case may be. But since we're naming all these things, um, I want to talk about all in. I mean, yes. now I, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember in my head. I've been thinking about this all podcast. I don't know if you guys were the only women's match on the show, the four way. I, I know we was like, okay, you were okay. Thank we were you. So I was trying to remember that. So, like, how did all, that all come about? Like, who who approached you? Like, how did it get booked? Like, I'm, I'm interested to know how all of this, like, you know, came to fruition. So, I had, I had a bit of a funny experience because um, Cody Rhodes is Matt's best friend. One of his best friends. So I did not know that. Okay. Yes, know. yes. That is a little fun fact that people don't really know. Um, I mean, obviously, because everyone lives in different places. You don't see that all the time. But, um... They are, they are really good friends. So I felt really uncomfortable when I heard about All In. I felt really uncomfortable going to Brandy and Cody and saying, hey, I'd really appreciate, yeah. you know, if you thought about me. I didn't want to put anyone in that position. And I've never done that ever. And I'll never use Matt or put someone that knows Matt in that position where they have to decide, right? So I never said anything, but I kept hearing, and this is the best thing, I kept hearing all these rumors that I was going to be on All In. And I'm like, is anybody going to freaking tell me? (laughs) Nobody, no, I'm not even joking. Nobody told me, not a soul told me I was on All In. And then Cody posted posted a picture that said, Chelsea Green is All In. Awesome. And you didn't even know that was your way of knowing, right? Yes. So when everybody found out on social media, I might have found out two minutes before that. Oh, that is so great. You know, apparently I was a part of All In because, you know, we had the Canadian Destroyer moving your match and then like the main event and stuff like that. And Penta's, I assume, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is, Penta, I don't believe even did it. I I heard that Phoenix did it. Like, I, I didn't watch the show, but, you know, I mean, it's all speculation, but. You know, I'm grateful nonetheless. But anyways, you have my blessing for the next uh, 11 and a half months. Yay! The yep. So, well, well, wait you know, a second. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to next September. Petey, Petey. What's up, Dennis? I think yep. she should be able to use it now forever. Once you get the blessing, it, oh. it, forever. She doesn't get oh, but But do I have to touch the Bible and put my hand over my heart and do do i have to say something to no, make that no i just think in any interview you do when the canadian destroyer move comes up you gotta just say you know what pd williams gave me the blessing i yeah, love it. it i love that okay I, that... I, yeah i just want a little bit of recognition i don't expect royalties <laughs> or anything like that just like hey yeah pd williams gave me the blessing and then that way people know like hey pd williams and chelsea green are okay to do the canadian destroyer next year it'll be one more, yeah, whoever, and we'll, we'll get a little like you know, like a, like a, like a big group going on, like the Hall of I Fame. Love this. And it's wild to me because that that move is something that, like, especially all of us wrestlers know. We know that you know that you are 
the man behind the move. But when, um, when I did that at All In, I can't even tell you the amount of tweets I got that was like, what was that? <laughs> yeah, and it's so crazy. I'm like, how is it? I'm like, that move was established in actually 2003 is the first time I did it. And it was on TV by 2004 and early 2004. And I'm like, people are like, I've never seen that before. Like just recently, somebody said, oh, that was off the top rope. I'm, I'm 32 years old. I've never seen that before. I'm like, yeah, I did that. Yes. guy off the top rope like 15 years ago but well whatever so it's just amazing to me that there, there's still people that haven't seen this move and i'm like how did you not see this move with all the social media and all this stuff that's happening i today? know but- i thought that's exactly what i thought too and there was a couple times um that i uh like told them it was your move and then i'm like oh my god this is just like beating a dead horse with these people how do they not know Hey, you have to remember, Chelsea, like in 2003, when this came, move came about, that was 15 years ago, some of these kids weren't even born yet, right? Oh, that's so, so true. <laughs> that is so true. And like social media really has has been like at the forefront maybe for the last, I don't know, nine years, eight yep, years? Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're still getting new at this. So um, it's all good, though. But anyways, Dennis, do you have any more questions before we... Uh, promote Chelsea and wrap this up no you know all I'm gonna say now is PD you have to make it public as soon as we're done with this interview you need to go on Twitter and say Chelsea is the oh, only I'm approved. already gonna do that <laughs> My Twitter Chelsea already. Green is the one and only move because a lot of people say hey PD Williams and Teddy Hart should be the only people that do this move oh, no Teddy Hart. Teddy Hart should not be able to do the move I'm like <laughs> no he, he's doing that move out of spite so uh, which we won't get into. Maybe we'll talk about this later on, Dennis. But um, you, you just sounded so Canadian. That whole thing oh, sounded so Canadian. Yeah. And you know what, Chelsea? You don't even sound that Canadian. I mean, uh, I'll tell you right now. I'm like three Labatt's blues, like deep right now. So <laughs> the Canadians uh, come out. Yeah, the Canadians <laughs> coming out. But um, you know, you're Canadian. You know how it. You know how it is to, with the accent and all that kind of stuff. You do not sound Canadian. You must live in America right now, obviously. But, um, anyways, Chelsea, please tell us, uh, all the, all the listeners and stuff like that, where can people find you, where they can, they follow you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram, Chelsea, a green and on Twitter at I'm Chelsea green. That's the first time I've ever got that right on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. All right. So, um, Chelsea, you know, thank you very much, everybody. The very beautiful, talented Chelsea Green, uh, formerly uh, Laura Van Ness on Impact Wrestling. Please follow her. And thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you for the blessing. I can't wait to tweet it out. (laughs) 